You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one man. Have a listen. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Mariners podcast. Thank you very much indeed for tuning in. Um, alongside myself, Chris, once again this evening, I've got Ronnie Pete, I've got Simon May. Um, it is five to six weeks since we last got round the table, and it's been, you could say since then, a bit of a mental uh, period for Shields. Um, in terms of league form, nine points from 21, two cup defeats, um, some highs and some stinking lows. Um, I guess had we got round the table a week ago, because bearing in mind we're two days away from the Bamba Bridge game, had we got together a week ago, this wouldn't have been as positive yeah. after the uh, the Buxton draw. But we're coming together after a stonking 4-1 victory over Gainsborough. Um, and so things are on the up. And what makes it even more mental is the fact that we've only taken nine points from a possible 21 since January. Mm. Yet we're five points clear at the top of the league. Mm. Um, that just illustrates just how wacky the Northern Premier League is. Does that mean all that... Do you, th- do you think it's a stronger league this year? Because, you know, you think last year there was our, us, Farsley and, and Warrington, mm-hmm. who sort of, were the, you know, we were miles ahead of everyone else. This season, nobody's miles... Is that, do you think, think that means it's stronger or in terms of depth or...? I, I think it's weaker. I think, I think so. Farsley and Warrington were top-class sides. Like, maybe there's more better teams, but, like, I mean, Fosley and Warren, they just never skipped a beat, did they? No. Where you've got FC United of FC United and Baseford, who who are often slipping up. Because mm. I remember the last 10, 15 games, you were, like, waiting for Warren to slip up, or Fosley, and they never did. Just never did. And even though they lost four points, right, because of the... Uh, yeah, North Therapy. North Therapy thing. Well, I, for me, I think, I think it's a... It's not a stronger league, it's not a weaker league. I think there's more depth, there's more teams who can beat each other than there was last year. Mm. Um, If you look at the points to games, um, it's a a more level league. Mm -hmm. And this is where really South Shields could and should be at least by now 12 points clear at the top of the table. Yep. Because for all intents and purposes, the full time, yeah, um, on and off the pitch. Mm-hmm. So we've got um, everything in place. The infrastructure is in place as a professional club, and we have the ability to kind of buy one of the top strikers within like a week's notice. And yeah, have them playing. Uh, <laughs> so we, we we said in the last podcast and the one before that and the one before that and the one before that that this is the time of year, Feb, January, February, March, yeah. where this the, the the full-time hybrid model whatever you want to call it should really pay dividends actually it is without south shields doing anything mm. because five points clear and really if you look at the game the league games that we've played since the last podcast Witten at home two one defeat steely bridge draw draw at morpeth defeat against nantwich win at grantham Draw at home to Buxton, win at Gainsborough. Um, nothing really stands out there as magnificent 
apart from you could say the the win at Grantham in a howling gale and a stonking win at Gainsborough. But other than that, yeah. flat as a fart, Home, yet, yeah. yet you could say, well, we're five points clear at the top of the league. Anybody will come around and say, we're five points clear at the top of the league. What's the problem? You could, but I think it's very dangerous to, to, to think about it that way. I think we I think we need to address our home form because that's what two points out of twelve. Uh, let's have a look. Um, uh, yeah, no. One. Two two points from nine is it? Two points. Uh, from sorry, eight. one from nine. One from nine. One from nine. One from nine. For, considering at the start of the season, we're hundred percent for a lot right. of time. Well, we relied on our home form last season. Yeah. This year we're relying on the away form. Yeah. Because. In in this text, since we got round the table, we're unbeaten away. Yeah. Um, you know, a draw at Staley Bridge, a draw at Morpeth, which really we des- we deserve to win that. We did deserve to win that. We um, a good win at Grantham and a terrific win against Bro. Yeah. There's, so, so, there's so, something up at home. So therefore, then, yeah, home form. Do you think the lads a are fluffing their lines and b panicking at home? Don't know panic. It's certain nerves, I think, have a, having a role to play. I question team selection at times as well. Um, but I, I, they seem leggy. You know, we'll talk about the Nantwich game, which was like, you know, the, the, the Nadia of the last couple of years, really. Because it, it was stunk the place oh, out. Oh, it, it was, you know, the, the worry for me was that Nantwich looked miles fitter than us, yep. uh, stronger. Um, All the way to the end as well. Oh, yeah, yep. without a doubt. And um, it just. You know, the the selection, like the, the, the formation, just not not balanced. If you look back at the start of the season, you know, we mentioned before that the back five picked itself yeah. before Play Adams got injured, you know, and, and injuries to to show air to, to Gary Brown. But and Morse. But you know, the, the, it was settled and and so having Jordan Hunter and Blair Adams as fullbacks, the, the team was balanced. Yeah. When Blair was injured, you know, they played Craig Baxter at left back, and as this high class of football as Craig Baxter is, he's right footed. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've said to you guys when we're watching matches, like you know, you might as well put a rope down the left hand side of the pitch and corner it off because mm-hmm. no happens down there. Yeah. You know, it was it's just dead. And yeah. um, so in the biggest case of point that I thought was Nantwich, you know, it was it was just it was it was rock. I, I think the midfield, for want of a better phrase, was pedestrian. Yeah, it's just but why? Why should it be? You know, if I was Aaron Thompson, I'd be well and truly brassed off. Yeah, you know, right. notwithstanding the head injury he sustained, yeah. um, why is he not in midfield? He's the driving force. We'd already said how much of a driving force he was, and he gives mobility. He gives that youth. He he, he wants to prove himself, which is which is key mm-hmm. to to find him being on the bench for one of the more senior players. Who, with all due respect, doesn't have the legs they used to have. Great yeah. players when they, at, yeah, yeah. at the time, is perplexing. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't figure out why that is. I can only say, I can only think it's like we're getting the crunch end of the season, playing at home, big crowds. We we'll go for experience. Yes, but it doesn't work. But do you think that works? Do you think that's again pressure on the management? Do you think? Oh, they're, they're I think they're under huge pressure when we got beat off Nantwich. Huge, you could see it. Yeah, pressure in the decisions. There were some weird decisions. Well, Substitution policy and everything yeah, was yeah, just yeah. flawed. After you said after the Nantwich game side, Pickton's interview, you said you hoped he regretted it. I did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was rotten. 
I thought it was an awful piece of work um, by him and, and, and Dan really I think with the questioning the line it was almost like propaganda mm. I felt and I, I just thought because Lee mentioned naysayers and, and the doom-mongers and whatnot. Who are they? You know, was there someone in their ear behind the dugouts? Because we're on the other side of the pitch. Mm. So I never heard anyone getting at the management. No. You know, and I've never seen it. And they don't do social media, I'm led to believe. So where are they, where are they hearing this from? What, is there any naysayers? And he was just, he seemed to be ready just to, he, he, you know, he had something to say and he's going to say it. And it was just really cack-handed and I th- I think you probably did regret it. Eh? Mm-hmm. I think what what I observed at that match was a murmur of discontent from yeah, the, because the ground from was the empty. Whole ground. I mean, the ground yeah. the ground was empty yeah. when the third goal went, when the fourth goal went, and there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I, what I was going to say is a, a well deserved murmur of discontent, right? Yeah, it's it was like awful. if we're winning and we're playing well and we cheer and we and, and we go crazy. On the flip side, if we have a terrible performance. If everyone just goes, oh, nightmare, or that's not good enough, that's okay. That's football, right? Mm. I don't think that's naysayers. That's just yeah. some a crowd who really expect this team to win because of how much investment we want them to win so much. With a disappointing performance like that, you're going to get the odd murmur and grumble. So it stems then, if you look at that game then, as a, on its own, we took the lead, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We took mm-hmm. the lead against Nantwich. No. No, no, we, no. we equalised with the Oh, that's right, yeah, sorry. We equalised, and then the crowd expected us, right, let's go on and win. Yes, yeah. And then we conceded those three late goals. Um, it stemmed, I think, as you say, Sai, from selection. Mm-hmm. It was probably ill-advised. Um, then the... Probably the fluff the lines at home kind of scenario, maybe the pressure. Because you've got to remember, you know, you've met, we've mentioned it before, the work that the, the team does behind the scenes to get your kids in from schools. Mm-hmm. If you think of the games where we've had stacks and stacks of first-time supporters, um, we can go all the way back to the Grantham game. Mm-hmm. In October, yeah, yeah. I think that was Hadrian School and, and, and another yeah, yeah. one. It was 2000. Yeah. 2000 at home to Grantham. Mm-hmm. 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on each occasion, whenever there's been new schools, new supporters, kids and parents. Which mm-hmm. automatically means a bigger crowd. Bigger crowd, yeah. more yeah. income streams, yeah. and they put on That's what is quite clearly. Pipes eggs, isn't it? Really, like, you know. Pack. Yeah. Um, and. and that's not that's not slagging them off. It's that's just fact. Aye. That must be frustrating for the club because this is an important time. You know, the investment that's gone in. You, you know, as much as you know, there's one man been driving it, but he wants to do it organically as well. I'm sure, and to get all these kids and and, and parents in, um, again, you know, I mentioned before. I think there's been no big cup ties this year, and mm. so the club is sort of. With, without those like initiatives, the the crowd the, the, the crowds have stagnated in, in, in a in a sense. We've plateaued off at, at yeah. a good level. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. For this level, it's tremendous. But um, for the club to try and push forward and, and bring the new generation in and, and to, to see it just fall, you know, in tatters really. You know, each time it's because you know the kids are bored. I think even at half time that has upset me more than the results. Uh, it's the manner of the, res- of yeah. the performances rather than yeah. the results. I think if you look at the game against um, 
Buxton, for instance. Um, Witten as well. So we get, say, for instance, Witten got beat 2-1. Had, it be, had we got beat 6-5, mm. people would go away feeling entertained. Mm. But, but they, they didn't. It mm. was dreadful. Mm. It was rubbish. I think, I think the Buxton game was impacted by the wind. It was a nightmare. Well, it was, but if you look at the Grantham game the week before, yeah. we we were absolutely magnificent at Grantham. Yeah. I commentated on that game with Gary, and at in no point, in a real, on a, in a vast open athletic stadium, yeah. and we absolutely dominated. We were absolutely magnificent, yeah. and we made Grantham look very, mm. very poor. Mm-hmm. It's but, just when it's written down like that. There's a big, there's a problem at home. Either yeah. happening happened, yeah, or we're about to get worse. Because look at those away performances from more or less the same team. The goals, mm. the the level of performance is just far and away. Do you think they play with more freedom away from? Yes, I, I think so. I I, I, I look at if you look under Fenton and Picton, the the mantra has been. Um, attractive free flowing football which is easy on the eye and very entertaining mm-hmm. and attacking mm-hmm. um, we've been high scorers for all the time they've been at the club together yep. um, now that's at some point that will have to change slightly because of the levels you go up mm-hmm. you kind of just keep on going you know mm-hmm. but but at the same time this year I think everybody's feeling the pressure because I think selections have been defensive Yep. If you look at every opportunity we've had, if you remember the games where the two young kids played, we had Kieran Charlton left back and we had Will Jenkins up front. Yeah, Charlton had a good game. They were a little bit remiss. They were kind of not as keen to utilise him down the left flank as they would if Blair was there, which is understandable. Um, but the young and up front scored that wonderful yeah, yeah. one, and and you think, well, clearly that they're, they're old enough because they're good enough. Um. We go back to the Baxter selection at left back, which, you know, I think South Shields Football Club at the moment have kind of the best or just about the best player in most positions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Start eleven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately for Craig Baxter, who is who would have been the best right back in the league, he's got yeah. Jordan Hunter there, who is at the minute the best right yeah. back in the league. Yeah. But Craig Baxter isn't a left back. And nor is he a midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Yet, if you look at the selections all season, he's hardly missed it. When he's been fit, he's almost started. He's started almost every he's game. Found a way to fit him in. So, is it in his contract? Inexpensive, <laughs> inexpensive players who are doing well in that position. Aaron Thompson. Yeah. You know. Um, so, and Kieran Charm, like, what's why? Well, why is he not getting picked? I've I've asked that question on a couple of occasions and. Got to remember, Kieran missed two years of football. When he signed for us in the summer, he hadn't played for almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think that the management feel he's not quite ready for week week in, week out, playing at left-back. Mm. But not even once a fortnight. I mean, he's a young lad. He's trained with us for seven months. Yeah, Come on, he's got to be fit at some point. You'd imagine he, you'd, you'd think they would play him in the home games, wouldn't you? Aye. I'm so not buying that, like. I'm not buying that like, he's not ready. That's mm. just nonsense, that. So, if you think, when you said before there, um, you know, but you, what did you say about the left flank? You might as well go it off. Corn it off. <laughs> I mean, you look at the Buxton game mm-hmm. when um, we had to make the change and Blair came off. Uh-huh. Immediately. The, oh, the game yeah. changed immediately. Yeah. 
the balance was there. Mm -hmm. So going back to the argument well, about kind of being Charlton. Not completely there. Not com but well, the, it was like chocolate was cheese. It was better. It was better. And yeah. so if you go back to the, you need a left footer at left back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless someone's got like sear and pace who, you know, mm -hmm. whether they're cutting or they don't, doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you've got someone left footed on the left flank, right footed on the right flank, you've got both options. Oh. You can go either side. You can go around the outside or you can cut in where obviously we've been cutting in. Mm -hmm. And therefore that's when you see it's been cording the left flank off. Even when Blair's playing though, right? Like when he's, when you see him play and he comes on, you're like, oh yeah, great, great with. But even when he's been playing like regularly, he hasn't really had very many people ahead of him that you would think, oh, that he's always going to be on the left for me to link up with. Mm. It's like, I don't, I don't know who should be coming out on the left when Blair's got the ball. Is it, is it yeah. Mason? Is it Gonzalez? I don't think it's Gonzalez. I don't think it's Gilchrist. Is it Mason? Or is it Law when he's playing mm. the left side of midfield? Mm. Well, it's like, well, they, I can't work out what the... Yes, what yeah. Because, I actually, because of all the comings and goings all season yeah, long, yeah. do the management actually know their best eleven? And I guess they probably are getting there now. Mm. They're getting there, mm. but they're still not there. Mm. And and we've never had what we, what what they would class as their best eleven, whether it's been injuries, availability, or whatever. Um, because we have had a lot of injuries. Yeah. A well, huge without percentage doubt. of injuries. Well, yeah. I think Andy Morris must be the busiest member of the team. Right. Well, we've got the biggest got, squad, mate. We've got the biggest squad. Plus, it's like. Even when we haven't got injuries, we're still rotating and changing and tweaking. Mm. Sometimes I think if you've got a big quality squad, the temptation to change it a lot mm. is there and is ir irresistible. Whereas if you just have a set of like 16, 17 really good players, okay, you've got to be lucky with injuries, but at least you can have consistency. Mm. You're right, it's been like, up front it's been like carousel. It has. Up front. Mm. It's like, who are we going to get I, next? I feel sorry for, for Gilly. Because yeah, he's, he's, different partner all the time. Different, partner, different system, not system, but different kind of supply lines. Yeah, and then when you add the fact that we pretty much do nothing up the left, where he's a striker who wants to ball from both sides. Yeah, well, uh, look at the Grantham, look at the Grantham game in the wind. He was he was going out on the left flank quite a lot, but again, football went out the window. That was a one off. It was mm. a, a you know that was. Mm. But Shields found a way that day. They mm. found a way because he hears a lot of talk on social media about. Where's plan B? We've got no plan B. Mm. Well, actually, the Grantham game itself was plan B because plan A you couldn't utilise. It was mm. impossible to play any mm. football with 60 mile an hour winds on what was more like a, like a, a farmer's field mm. than mm. Grantham. Mm. Um, so that, the whole game itself was plan B and we came up trumps and won 3-1. It could and should and deserved to come away maybe with 5 or 6-1. We were that good. Mm. Yeah. Um, so if you think of the carousel that you just mentioned it's been ongoing and it's still ongoing because here we are coming towards the, the final you know the final furlong of the season um, and we've brought in Barley Mumba today yeah. um, which is a bit of a coup yeah. I hasten to add where did that come from that's come up on the blind side but still it's another new player to fit into a system and um, because if you th since we since we last sat round this table, we've brought in Ryan Whitley to cover Miles Boney. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's yeah. fair enough, and Ryan did very well. He's a good keeper. Him, he's yeah. got something about him. We've signed 
Darius Asai, mm-hmm. who then gets injured in his first start. Yeah, yeah. Don McHale, mm-hmm. who I think kind of really does cut the mustard because not only does he bring a little bit more energy, spark, bit of pace, left-footed. Left-sided, yeah. Le- and you can't, you can't have, you never have enough left-footers. Mm. You look really good against Buxton. Yeah. In, f- yeah, in the first half, the flashes. Like, did he get an injury? Or yeah, they brought him off. But again, let's go back to they keep taking players off. Keep taking players, players off. Who are having good oh, games? Have they had knocks? Or the, is it the thing? Well, they haven't had much game time. We don't want to give them an injury, mm. and we lose. You know, in Sefton Gonzalez, they kept getting taken off in probably in leading win positions, and then we're going. Yeah. Morbeth. Morbeth. won't give it away. Morbeth. He, they could not deal with him in Morbeth. Well, he was winning everything and I, all of a sudden he got took off. I said in commentary at, at Morbeth, we defended brilliantly from the front and started with him. Mm-hmm. He came off. To be fair to Darius, he came on and looked sharp, but mm-hmm. we didn't. We, we lost that outlet up front. Which was more important against Morbeth, who were a physical team. Yeah. And yeah. Probably a poor pitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was dreadful. So. Um, you question those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why, if he has, Sethens took a huff, whether he has or not, we don't know. Nobody knows, you know. Rumours are that he's back in the fold, but is he? Who knows? But um, has, has he officially left the fold? You know, that, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, by the time this comes out, obviously, you know, it's Thursday night, and by tomorrow morning, by the time it comes out, um, we could have another three players. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and and so um, Whitley in and out, understandable. Asai in, McHale in, Mumba in on the end of the season, Melenic Ali out on the end of the season. He's probably kicked his last ball mm-hmm. for Shields. Mm-hmm. And if you think of the, that carousel, with today Thursday um, announced the um, the new head of academy and first team recruitment, David Lynch. Now. I wonder if it's with a view to stop doing what we've done over the last year or two where we've had these, what's it, catalyst type of mm-hmm. trials and bits and pieces where clearly, you know, we're, we're getting Adam Thurston, mm-hmm. um, we're getting Melenic Ali and Robinson Wakoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Adam Thurston was unfortunate and, you know, he's doing well in New Zealand, but that does he still didn't set the world. He on. didn't set the world on. Like, was he utilized properly? Mm. Not sure. Mm. Yeah. But if you look at, you know, on, as a whole, that route, that type of recruitment hasn't worked. Those players look good in a trial, but in the Northern Premier League, against the opposition that we're coming up against, they've been found one. Mm. So I wonder whether the David Lynch announcement uh, is with a view to having a proper recruitment strategy and framework so that we don't have to go down that trial route anymore. Mm. Um, yeah. The timing of it? Well, I'll, I'll be open about what I thought when I said it. I mean, I didn't think deeply into what, what he was going to do, but the first thing I thought was, do we just want to put another target on our back for teams in our league for us being big-time Charlies? It's like... Could we not have just waited till we got promoted and announced it? It's like, here we are. When we got we're, promoted. Yeah, when we if, got promoted. Yeah, if. Yeah, if. <laughs> well, if we didn't, maybe, we, you know, it's like, what he's happens if we don't? He's, he's out the door for doing If we don't, the game changes, right? Big of course, style. massively. So it's like, 
it's like it's like we want to put a target on our back to give everyone in the league a motivation to come and toast us because they'll all want to beat us mm-hmm. and this just makes it like oh hang on Would you, we'll all, they'll all be following the tweet oh they've got a head of academy and something else now who do you think they are Aye. let's but go just, and get them just saying Darius aside just saying yeah. Don McHale or just um, Barley Mumba on loan um, I don't know it was just me, me first thought you know I was like well it's a good thought but the, uh, another if you move on from that, it's just yet another step on the road to full-time uh-huh. completely. Mm. And if you look at players such as Briggsy, mm-hmm. um, bringing in Barley Mumba, um, who's full-time of course, mm-hmm. it's just yet another full-timer that so slowly but surely the part-timers may well be just weaned out a little bit. Because um, clearly... Um, that appears to be the route, the direction that the club's going, which makes it even more important that we simply have to get promoted. We have to. It's, it's, it would be a disaster not to get promoted. You know, you, you, you'd worry without a, a you know Esther Thompson putting his hand in his pocket. You'd worry how the club's going to go forward. Because do you think then, therefore, that might be why Lee Pickman reacted? Like he did after the Nantwich game, because obviously the pressure's on pressure, them. Pressure, pressure oh, must be massive. Massive. It's like you know that. These guys have got like pretty much all day to stew on these things till the mm. next game. Mm. I do wonder whether there's a lot, there's a bit of over analysis going on, overthinking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Added to that, the I pressure say, that they must feel because they know they need to get promoted. Of course, I always say when you know when, when clubs in in professional football, certainly at the highest level, when teams are, are struggling and and we've seen it like, with, with the local clubs, Newcastle, Sunderland, and managers feel the pressure. And they start making little tweaks, and they put a player play out of position, or they'll make a, a, a substitution that you know. And you think, what the hell is that? What is yeah. doing that for? It's like clouded thinking. Yeah. Like, you know, people only do that when they're under pressure. Yeah, and, and it's and, a tough job. Got it. Of course I mean, it is. I, I wouldn't. I, if I was in that position in the dugout with Shields, with all those fans, all that expectation, I don't know how anyone can think clearly. <laughs> it's a hard, hard job. I'd be like, what? I'd just be clouded like yeah. this. Last Saturday, Gainsborough, when I saw the team announcement, um, I think that was as close as we've been to, we've given the current squad to be in our strongest starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost was like the every, team from the start of the season. Yeah, right? Everybody will have their own thoughts on what their best starting lineup will be, and that's, what it, that's what's great about mm-hmm. football. Everybody has their own opinions. But if you look at it, we had. We didn't, we, we didn't really have square pegs in round holes, bar Baxter. Baxter. Mm-hmm. We're not anti-Baxter, before anybody thinks we're anti- we think Craig Baxter's the be- he would be the best full-back, best yeah. right-back in the league, bar Jordan. Yeah, he's my favourite player, Baxter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But clearly, I mean, he's not a left-back and he's not a midfielder. He probably had a, I wasn't there, he probably had a decent game because the, the team performance was fantastic. But the team performance was fantastic because the selection was right. Mm. You had the players where they should be playing, and it looked like looking at the highlights, listening to the commentary live. It appeared that players were enjoying themselves because they were playing in the positions that they are comfortable in, and where they know they can make a real difference and make an impact. Games, but I didn't really have an answer. And if you look, if you listen to Curtis Woodhouse's interview after the game, mm-hmm. he was very, very gracious. Uh, spoke very, very highly of Shields. Spoke very, very well. Yeah. Um, and just kept saying that that day 
Shields were a step ahead, a class apart. Yeah. So finally, then, do we think that we've got we've found the formula, which we had at the start of the season? Yeah, we've found it. We've just like, we've well, yeah, we have found we've refound it. We lost it for a bit and got it back again. Uh, Probably, I think so. It, it, do you think as well because it's a management team? Like, you know, joint managers and Brian Smith there as well. Do you mm-hmm. think um, there may be too many ideas get, you know, yeah. that put in, you know, in, well, uh, you in wonder, the mix? You know, when it comes to making substitutions, whenever someone might have a, a, a sneaky hunch about yeah. a substitution and say Fenton has it, mm. does he then have to go to Pickton to say, right, I've had this hunch and if, if Pickton disagrees, obviously we don't know that. But that might just automatically cloud judgment. And even if they, after, even if they do agree, it might take a few minutes to negotiate, and then the, the, the effectiveness of the substitution probably mm. is less. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think, um, yeah, I think they probably realised it. We had a look back at the season, how we started the season, and got back to base, back to basics, really. But I'd still say I, I, I feel for looking at the, the side on Saturday. You feel for Aaron Thompson, yeah. who, when someone loses a place in the side, whether it's through injury or suspension, and someone comes in and plays really well in their position, you can understand not getting back in the team. But has anybody really come in and, and stated, say, I'm better than this guy and I'm going to, you know, nobody has. Nobody. Absolutely you know, nobody. And, you know, Aaron had a, a, a bad a head injury. So, uh, Is it 10 days, I think? For yeah, for concussion. Days. Yeah, um, which is fair enough. But... However many games were played during that period, you know, no one came in and and, and stood out, mm-hmm. and so you think, well, he's got to go back in. He's been our most effective player. Some people listen to this might think, well, actually, no, I think he's a bit maybe a bit clumsy, mm-hmm. or he's a bit, but he's you know he's still rough around the edges. He's a young man, but no one gives us more drive and, and forward thinking than, than Aaron, and I, I I think he should be quite rightly browned off and, uh, uh, by not getting back in that, in that mm-hmm. side. Um, the, 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 the merry-go-round of selection obviously was stemmed from injuries. Now, we seem to get more than our fair share. If you look at um, Lee Mason, for instance, you know, mm-hmm. Lee, um, since he came to the club, has been my favourite player. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season um, has just not made really any impact at all. The minute he appears to be finding some fitness, he breaks down again. Yeah. And then when he breaks down, I don't know what his refueling policy is like, but he just seems to have lost, he loses sharpness, loses shape. I don't think he's been in shape all season. I think, I think he's just, for whatever reason, he's carrying a bit of timber and... And at this level, you just can't afford to do that, you know. Mm. I would again. He's one of my favorite players. He's you know, when he, when he's at his best, you kind of get him off the ball. He's a brilliant goal scorer, a classic. I wonder why we signed him from North Shields. What was he doing at North Shields when he's played at National League North level before? Mm-hmm. You know, why was it North Shields? You know, when when we were in the Northern League and, it, and we were signing Craig Baxter, John Shaw, and everything, you, you, you can understand why players of their caliber and Gavin Cogden would come yeah. to Shields because there was a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would have been told, "This is our plan." And North Shields wouldn't have had that. So yeah. What what's he doing there? Why isn't he at Blythe Spartans or or Gate or Gate? You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So something 
maybe other managers may have seen, you know, taken a view on him, and that yeah. was that. But I thought, you know, to get him, I thought, you know, and watch him last season, especially, he was absolutely outstanding. This time last season, he was on fire. Oh, brilliant, absolutely. But, but for whatever reason, he he's not even. I don't think even with the runner games he's had, because he's played a lot of games this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got anywhere near being proper I, match. I, might have been the Nantwich game. Could have been the Wigan game. I can't remember exactly, but he came on, and I felt really sorry for him yeah. because he was put in a position where. There was a long ball. He must have come on for Gonzalez, I'm mm. guessing. And the long balls just kept coming. Yep. And he was looking up in the air without a clue, you know. And that that and he looked way, way, way out of his depth. And that really kind of upset me a little bit because that's mm. that's not fair on, on Mason. Yeah. Um. That's not that's not his role. He's never trying to play that role. If he if he was fully fit, he he'd, he'd be the first name on my team sheet. You know, if he was fully fit, well, he's nowhere near. When I when I think about the attack. I think Gonzalez and um, Gilchrist can't play in a three because neither of them are willing to go wide. Mm. Um, and why should they really? Given why their talents. So I just wonder with Mikhail here yeah. whether we want to think about going four four two because that guarantees you uh, width mm-hmm. on Once the left, mm-hmm. two left footers. You get width on the right and consistency. You get two in the middle. Um, I just think sometimes this whole playing three up front is a, bit, a little bit like the in thing to do. Yes. The number 10 rule. But I think when we had, like, for that you've got to have a focal man and two wide players who are mobile and can mm. easily get wide whenever the play goes there. I don't think the three up front works when you've got Gonzalez and Gilchrist. Mm. And then when you add Mason in there, who isn't... Mm. At his fittest, it just all falls apart. It does, really, yeah. but then you look at who's <coughs> coming back. You know, you look at Josh Gillies coming back from injury again. You know, clearly not the player that we thought we'd sign from Darlington. He's most of the season, yeah, he scored that free kick in the cup, but but we're really, the stage of his lot, lot of assists last season, yeah. He, his dead ball delivery has been absolute yeah. pants. Yeah. Um, I be football's be football. Both before and after yeah. his, his injury. I, I spoke with Darlington supporter last season, and uh, uh, it was the day of the the playoff final uh, against Warrington, and he he was saying, "What do you what you know? We're talking about the ex Darlington contingent of Shields, and he said, I says, "What do you think of Gillies?" And he says, "Well, he's a decent player. But he says he, he tends to go missing during the winter. Mm. You know, and he mm. says it's good at the start of the season, and he ends the season well. But I, I and I says, "Well, to be fair, I says he started the season really well with us, and we like the look of him." And he got injured during the winter and then came back for the summer. You know, and, and uh, for the spring, should I say. Um, so that was a Darlington supporter's opinion who had obviously seen him for a couple of years. Great. Obviously, he's got pedigree at the level oh, he's played at. He's not shown it itself, Shields, for, for me, like. No, no. Ah, he's, the, the, the crossing's been ah, poor. Aye. Dead balls at this dead season, balls anyway. Dead. Maybe his last season was better, but this, this season's been poor. Yeah. So. Because again, the carousel, this rotor, this rolling thing with injuries and new players, players leaving and injuries. We've signed a kid called Callum Ross. Um, he'd been training with the club for quite a while, came back from America. Um, and he played one or two of those games, side where you just said that if I was Aaron Thompson, I'd be brand off. Mm. What does Callum Ross do? bring to the team that Aaron Thompson doesn't just uh, 
a different name. You know, other than I, I can't see what he's, he's the same got. type of player as Turnbull. And is he and, yeah, really like he's the, he's really he plays in that deep midfield position. Is Turnbull? I think that's an in, it's an insult to Phil yeah. Turnbull. If you ask me, this is what I'm going to say. He plays in that holding midfield role, which is what Turnbull played. So why not just play Turnbull? Yeah, <laughs> or or Briggs can play there as well. I, I, and the fact that he's had so many minutes after he's just joined, I, I can't fathom it out. He's ex Monk Seaton, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And there's another ex Monk Seaton lad who went to America and comes back. Hmm. There, there was a one I think was did we get a lad who went to Stoke? Yes, and he came here. Aye, I think he's you know, played. He, did he play what? You think he played one game? He's played Northern League now. Aye. So, um, it just makes you wonder. You know, mm. when you say former Monk Seaton Academy goes to America, just doesn't really. I think it's like basically what what I'm thinking is it's another good player. Callum Ross is a good footballer, yeah. but no better than what we already Correct. had. Yeah. So it's just another number to fill a hole where another wage. Why? When you when we talk about the South Shields Academy and all these young kids come through who've you know they've had another fantastic season both in the academy and when they've made the step up the first team, yeah. why not play them? Mm. If mm. you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm. So again, that's a, yet another reason why if I was Aaron Thompson, I'd be pretty unhappy with the way things are mm. going. So again, so, Callum yeah. Callum Ross, don't know the lad. Never, never heard of him until he came to Shields. Um, decent footballer, but no better than what we already had. Yeah. Um, I don't know his position really, like, where, where his strongest position would be. But is he another one of these players who, like hundreds, or it seems like hundreds of young footballers these days who go to academies, who can receive a ball nicely and pass it, and you know, and be really good and look good, but. It cannot influence a game of football. Dan Wright. Dan Wright was was the biggest case in point. You know, it was played at all England like youth levels and yeah. you know, but you've got to be able to go out on a pitch in men's football and have an influence, whether that is as a defender to stop the opposition attacking, or you go up, you know, score goals or whatever, be a, a creative midfielder or an enforcer in the midfield. But yeah, they don't think, they, they yeah. just look they look or oh, they look nice, don't they? Yeah. Oh, he's, that's the next pass. The thing know. I've noticed about Ross is he's vocal. Mm. I, I like that about him yeah. and you know he's pretty new so the lad might have a lot of ability what I'm surprised about is how many minutes he's had mm. from being new in a midfield which you know we've got some pretty good players in there including Thompson including Turnbull who, who's been settled Turnbull doesn't need to settle in this guy does so why is he I couldn't work out why he's playing so many minutes yeah Turnbull had been injured yeah you know, well you've got up. Briggs who can play there as well right yeah, I wouldn't be, Briggs wouldn't be in my team no, Briggs oh, be in I think he would. I I think Briggs um, no. always always gets written off and always finds a way to come back. And I don't. I think he'll do the same this season. No. I, I, I think I think we've I've written him off too many times to say that now. No, I think with who we're signing now, who we're signing now. Uh, um, well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't look, looking at what I've watched now. He wouldn't get in that midfield now ahead of Aaron Thompson. He wouldn't get in there ahead of. Don McHale. And I guess we've signed Barley Mumba. Why? We don't know. Because there's yet another player, another starlet who, mm. you know, Captain Sunderland two seasons ago, what's he going to bring to the club? We don't know. So he's, 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 not, he's not coming to South Shields to, 
to just train, is he? Mm. You'd have to say he's going to play in the midfield. So you? therefore, I, I can't. I can't see Briggs. Because he's playing right back for uh, for Sunderland. I can't see Briggs well, getting back in. Does he? In the same token, right? You, I don't think you can play Thompson, McHale, and Mumba in the midfield. No, because they're brand new, right? Yeah, you need someone who's who knows the shield. You need, way of you need a Phil Turnbull there. Well, you know, Phil Turnbull should be. It's either Briggs or Turnbull. Uh, and to be honest, I think Briggs has done more than Turnbull this season and last in terms of contribution, um, penalties, setting up goals, assists, creative play. Turnbull's had some pretty dire games. But yeah, but I think some of that stems back to the team selection. Too too many similar type of players yeah. in the midfield, so the, the, it's making them all look a bit pedestrian and a bit ordinary. Mm-hmm. But if there was a couple of players with legs alongside them, yeah. you know, like a, like a Luke Daly, you know, um, you know Thompson, Cross, yeah. you yeah. know. Well, there you go. You just mentioned before about Dan Wright or players of his ilk who've played. You know, they've done magnificently at youth level and. Um, but don't influence a game. There's a kid who can influence a game. Mm. Luke Daly. Yeah. You know. well, he's a different class. He, oh, he, we've got Nathan Law as well. Yeah, but Luke Daly nearly got us promoted, kind of, if you think of the playoffs. Buxton game. Nearly got us promoted single-handedly last mm. year. He was the only one, particularly in the in the final against Warrington, who had any kind of legs. Mm-hmm. So you, what, with hindsight, that Warrington game, do you think was pressure then as well? With the way the legs went? We were one up and we were just... Because I asked Lee Pitton in the summer, you know, ah. and, he, and I said it looked as like the legs had gone after 50 minutes, and he, and he, and he said, well, the legs had gone after five minutes, really. Hmm. You know, ah. it, it, looking back, and, think and you think maybe, maybe because um, if you look at pressure on, if you look at the, look, look at the squad, look at the caliber of player at South Shields Football Club, look at how many of them are full time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you look at the back of the programmes. And you look at the kind of our squad. But you go to maybe it's last season or the season before. You'd say, "Well, they're academy lads," and but you look at it now, and yeah, so lots of our academy lads, but they are first team quality. They could easily step into that side. So we've got about twenty. You know, there's about twenty names. There's one or two that appear who haven't probably played for the first team, but other than that, they're all in there. It's and just like it's going just to an all-in buffet. I never pick the right thing at all. Because <laughs> it's just so much choice. I always end up yeah. mixing and matching the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like that. <laughs> yeah. Of course, if you look at the Gainsborough game um, and how good the performance was there, maybe we've just got the right... Back to basics, is it? Yeah. In terms of selection. Ready for what is going to be an absolutely massive, massive, massive run of games. Yeah. Away to Bamba Bridge on Saturday, um, where if any, tough, if last, very well, if tough last game. season's anything to go by, though, they play on a good surface. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we yeah. know, I mean, hopefully, I, I'm not going to say, I mean, last season's surface was good because mm-hmm. we played them at the same stage of the season. We played, I think, the last weekend of February, we played them last year. So it's just about a year, you know, at the same time. And the, that'll be tough. Because yeah, they, they, Bamba Bridge are a bit of an, an enigma where, you know, the, the mid table. But you know, a solid club, solid side, yeah. and most of their points probably come from wins and draws against the big, or in the classes, the bigger teams. And they've got a player who guarantees them goals every season. Waterker, he's, he's in every team of the season. Yeah. he's yeah. back in the goal charts again the this year. Yeah, His yeah. name's there again. I saw it the yeah. other night yeah. on the on the chart. Yeah. Um, and then of course, the, th- the even three bigger games: mm-hmm. Nantwich away Tuesday, FC United at home the Saturday. Morteth away Tuesday 
Home. Uh, sorry, Morbeth at home. Nantwich, the the league, you know, the, the, to place that away game at that time. <laughs> I wonder if the league would just be a little bit naughty there. I don't know what. Don't the clubs have to agree? I, I don't know. I don't know. But was that a postponed game or? Yeah, it was okay. a postponed game. Well, you think? Hmm. You know, um, we've got it's it's been positioned in a way in which in so that. Um, Tasty. Mm, it's a hell of a hell of a week. It's just what you've got to do in this league. But this might be. That's why we've got a big squad. This might be. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. But this might be the three, four games where finally, finally, the full-time model prevails. So the positive things, like Blair Adams back. Blair Adams' new contract. Contract. It's worth its weight in gold. It really is, and I like the look of Mikhail yes. to give us that bit of energy on and. And presence on the left. Well, he can take a man on as well. Not yeah. necessarily, not saying he's like a George yeah. Best style, you know, dribbler, but he yeah. can take a man on, and that pressurizes defenders. They yeah. don't like pace, and Osai brings pace. Osai, his goal um, against Gainsborough, that was strength and pace. It taking was. it from the yeah. good pass by Shaw, taking it because that kid he beat was strong. He was he was trying mm-hmm. to push him off the ball, beating with pace and strength, and then sticks it in. Looks very good. I think the key is going to be. What ingredients do you have to put in this mix for it? When you've got all the ingredients there, it's like, which ones are you going to put in? You've got mm. a lot. Mm. I and I think that's the key. Yeah. I, I think if you go back to what we just said five minutes ago, if you looked at the team selection that came out on Twitter and on Facebook, mm. um, you think, hmm, that's a team that's all there. That's a team I would have picked, apart from Baxter. Yeah. Um, With what was available. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was good. And if that's going to be the case now, between now and the end of the season... It might just be where we, we've said for a long time Shields should be winning the league by 12, 10, 12 mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. given the squad size, the squad strength, the quality, the full-time thing mm-hmm. and, and uh, it might just be the case where it, it might now happen. There's nothing stopping them. Yeah. Cause we're, cause yeah. We've got to go to Warrington as well. Oh, we've yeah. got to go to Basford as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not a gimme. It's no. not a given, but... No. South Shields have the quality and quantity and points on the board and points on the board where they should now go on and win the league yeah they should and I think they probably will and we'll look back on this as a blip without we say to ourselves have. what rubbish we talk well I think I it's thought about enough. a blip I think it's, it could be important because I think as well we've got to remember is you know Fenton and Picton both been in the game a long time you know Graham Fenton's played at the highest level Lee Picton's coached at, 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 at um, Newcastle United for, for one but they're rel- for me they're relatively inexperienced as managers mm-hmm. certainly at this level mm-hmm. you know Fenton was manager at North Shields this is Lee Picton's first management role so you know it, it, it's a learning curve for those two I think you know they've got each other to sort of feed off they've worked together for years but at this this level of football and when the, you know the the pressure's on and they've got to make a de- you know, key decision. They're learning. So I don't think it's a blip. I don't think we'll look back on it as a blip. I think it, it's a, it, it, it was a, probably a, you know, a, what's the, how, can, how can I put it? Just maybe it's a, a truth finder almost for them, you know, oh, okay. to try and, yeah. to, you know, they've, they've, they've just got to work their way through it as individuals, you know, and as a management team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, going all the way back, um, we've got, a dozen games to go 
five points clear at the top of the table where most teams now have played the same number of games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if the teams below us catch up with their games and win them all, we're probably still six points clear. Morbeth have got a lot to catch up. Um, we're not sure exactly what where they would be if they won them all, but they're not going to win them all. That's, it's just impossible. Mm. Um, so, all all things considered, South Shields, after everything we've just talked about for the last 45 minutes, <laughs> are in a pretty commanding position going into the yeah. final stage. Yeah. You get frustrated because you want the clubs to do well so badly. Yeah. And you, when you see the big crowds coming in, and we serve up dross, you know, mm. and it's so frustrating. You know, these, these young kids coming in, where a couple of years ago they were coming in and were seeing great games. Um, you don't have to win them. You just, you know, make a great atmosphere and entertainment. Kids are coming in in recent games and they've been going home at half time. I had a little thing with me. I had um, a young kid with me from Biddick Hall, um, relative, and couldn't wait because the, the Seals players had been in his school and they were telling them about the played against Sunderland and they were so excited and mm. with about. Well, I think only in about five minutes into the second half, mm. wanting to go home. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. you know, what a waste yes. of And, you know, like I said earlier, Witten at home get beat 2 1, maybe 6 5. Put, put this way Witten were never going to score more than one, uh, two goals that game. They offered nothing. Mm. Witten offered nothing at all until we sat back. If you look back at that game, they mm. offered nothing. Pressure does. It's a strange thing. Mm. I think I think there's a lot of pressure. I think there's pressure on the fans. I, I'm feeling the pressure because I simply do not want to play in this league again next year. No, I don't. When I know that. how good it's going to be in the, the league above. Yeah, national league. Like we're, we're all feeling that. We just want that release of knowing yeah. that we're yeah. going that we've got promoted. Yeah. yeah. So we've taken up I think enough of your time, ladies and gentlemen. We could go on and on and on, but I think that's it for now. Um, you may agree. You may disagree on things we, we talk about um, end of the day we'll have the club at heart we love South Shields Football Club we want them to do well we want everybody involved with the club to do well and we want the success to continue we hope you've enjoyed this instalment of the Mariners podcast please tell your friends about us um, if you think we're, we talk decently um, if you think it's going to be of use to your mates pass it on uh, we love getting around the table and talking all things Mariners um, and so from Ronnie from Simon and myself Chris um, I thank you all for listening and we shall see you around the grounds very soon and we shall hopefully have you tuning in to another Mariners podcast very soon thanks for listening bye bye for now thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast there'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arcan <laughs>